0: Welcome back everybody to episode 9 of the Valkyrie Cast, a podcast about movies, television, and video games. I'm your host Matt, along with me today, returning from his deep sea adventure looking for treasure, we have Drew. Hello everyone! Our other host today is a special guest. He is the host of the critically acclaimed, 5-star reviewed podcast, The Terminus Cast. We have my good friend, David. Did you guys know
1: that wizards come from the moon?
0: That wizard came from the moon. Man... I, you know what? I kind of miss Dinklebot. I do. I, 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 I kind of miss Peter Dinklage doing the voice I, of. The I still have
2: Dinklebot proud. because I got. I was one of the few who got the the Ghost Edition of the original Destiny. So he's sitting on my shelf, and whenever I get sad, he talks to me. Man, mm,
0: it is really cool. I wish I could have got that, you know, special yeah, edition and got the ghost. It was one it of was
2: one the, the coolest movie. special edition of any video game ever, in my opinion. I don't know. I've got the helmet from Titanfall. Oh, uh, that was pretty slick and that's
1: pretty seen, amazing uh, the overwatch special edition it's pretty awesome oh that's ooh, what cool. came with that uh it's a soldier 76 statue and an art book and some postcards and the soundtrack uh that's pretty cool and maybe I think there the statue might like itself. another thing in there yeah yeah it's actually it's not i mean it's not the best statue ever but for i got it on sale for like 40 bucks so it's not too bad
2: yeah
0: that's pretty cool I like, I like all that kind of stuff. Well, this past week, we had the Destiny 2 beta, and all of us played it, and so that's what our topic of the day is. But before we get into that, if you don't know what Destiny is, we're going to talk about it a little bit. Drew, take it away.
2: So Destiny is a very unique game, and maybe for some of you guys, you've heard of it. Others may have never heard of it before, but to kind of break it down, um, Bungie is the studio behind Destiny. They're also the studio that was behind the Halo series uh, for Halo 1, Combat Evolved, uh, Halo 2, Halo 3. Um, Halo ODST, Halo Reach. And after Halo Reach, um, they left under Microsoft's care and became their own publishing company. And uh, they next game that they've worked on for a very, very long time is Destiny. It came out a few years back and has had a lot of DLC. Uh, but basically, it is a first-person shooter uh, like Halo. Um, it feels really good. Um, the gunplay is probably one of the best things in it. There's a ton of guns, but built, built on top of that game... Uh, they call it a share world shooter Which basically means that um, It a, has a lot of MMO elements As well as RPG elements built into it um, There's a lot of grinding for different Guns and loots and leveling up um, And mm-hmm. really, it's kind of like a Sandbox, I was actually thinking about that today guys And y'all, y'all can maybe agree with me, you've got This like myriad of activities You've got a single player story and you have a multiplayer and then you have uh things called strikes that are like dungeons and then even some really great in-game content that is um called raids which are probably some of the coolest things uh in all of destiny in my opinion uh what that's do you a guys very think
0: well balanced game mm-hmm. i will say this like i love shooters that's probably one of my favorite games that's what got me into online gaming and i love the concept of like big mmos but i'm just not i'm not good at mmos like mm-hmm. i've tried playing Old Republic and some of these old games, and they're awesome, but I just never could like dive deep into them because I just wasn't good at that kind of gameplay. So when Bungie, who makes one of my favorite games of all time, Halo... Uh, announced, how man? It's been a long time since they announced it. But whenever they announced that they were doing this was an MMO, you know, first person shooter. I was like, yes, take those cool elements that I love about MMO, but slap it on an amazing first person yeah. shooter, and I'm and, and let Bungie be the ones make it. I'm a hundred percent in. So I was excited from day one for this. And can honestly say to this, to the, at this point right now, there has been no other game I've played in my life that i put more hours into than Destiny. And I don't know if that's an achievement or if that's really <laughs> really
2: sad. But these are the facts, people. Yeah. And- <laughs> for for me personally, and I think David, you're you're in the same boat too. I this is the first game that I've at least on the Xbox I completed all the achievements in the game for. Yep. Um, and probably I I don't know Halo Three I played a lot of in college um so i don't know if 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 destiny has gotten to the point of all those late night halo rounds but it is i have lots and lots of hours in this game um and i think one of the primary reasons and maybe you guys can speak to this as well is uh one of the big things about this game is it is very social um from even the loading screens to everything else it is built to be played with friends uh built to be played with people you know i've actually met more people uh in, uh, online through this game than I have in any other games in my, uh, the history of me playing video games. Um, I've got some really close friends that I've met because of Destiny. Uh, what do you guys think about the social aspect of this game?
1: Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, I've I've met people. Um, you guys know Andrew Coates. This is how we met. Um, Coates. You know, I we're, Coates. Literally, World, yeah, I mean, we're thinking about starting a Destiny podcast uh, at this point. Uh, so it. Yeah, we really want to. It's (laughs) I've been kind of. I'd listen. I'd listen. I've been running through some stuff in my head about like what to call it, and then you know trying to keep it a certain amount, you know, like a the certain length, and then if we want to do it like twice a month or every week or something like that Mm -hmm. because you know how it is with Destiny content like sometimes it's always there and then other times it slows down (laughs) yeah right so like are we just like I want something
0: to do give me something
1: exactly Um, so but as far as like the social end is concerned I mean Bungie has done an incredible job Um, they have a great team that really uh, has made that a part of what they want this game to be and so even if we're not talking about within the game itself um, you know they do contests pretty much every week where people make videos and they can send them in um, and you can actually win emblems uh, if you get uh, featured on that on their site. And uh, you know their forums are really lively. They read through like everything, whether it's on Reddit or anything else like that. So it's really cool that uh, Bungie wants to be involved in it. And then like it wasn't in the beta, but even with their new clan system uh, yeah. and the way that they want people to connect even more through that, uh, I'm I'm really really excited about that because that they they seem like they're taking a, a hint from World of Warcraft or World of Warcraft because that's what they did yeah. um, with the awards uh, and everything. I think uh, starting in Cataclysm. Uh, where like your teams earn experience and as your clan levels up you get uh, better rewards um so who knows exactly what that's going to look like it may be more uh, uh not prestige but whatever like your crucible ranking will go up quicker or something yeah. like that so you'll get more experience in that or with uh, certain factions and so who knows exactly what they've got planned for that but uh the fact that they want to make it even more social than it already is and give players an opportunity to be more involved uh with groups of people that are like-minded uh is great
2: yeah uh, destiny's super mm-hmm. social and you know I, i've even heard bungie say that you know the 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 company's kind of goal is to create community and video games are just kind of the medium in which they do that and you know i can see that even through all the halo games because you know halo games if you're ever a part of them even though it was just multiplayer they always had something that was building into the community that was kind of building that up so it's definitely awesome another thing that comes with the social aspect of this game is i i don't know about you guys but I have a lot of crazy Destiny stories, and uh, <laughs> I thought we would kick off before we start talking about Destiny 2, which is coming out, which is going to be really even more Destiny. It's going to be really great, and we're all excited about it. Um, I thought we could start off by maybe sharing uh, our hit, like how long we've been playing Destiny, what class we play, and then maybe uh, sharing a quick little story of something crazy that happened. How's that sound?
0: Yeah, sounds like a plan.
2: Matt, why don't you start us off?
0: I would love to start us off. So I was thinking about this the other day and the more and more I thought about destiny and all the good times we've had, there's just so many good memories that come up and trying to pick ones is a little tricky uh, because like every single time we beat a raid, that first time was, is like the most exciting thing ever because it's just, it's just so, they're just so challenging, especially that first time. And it always seems after you beat it the first time, it's almost like everything clicks and it just becomes easier after that. I know part of that is because we get the gear from the raid and it makes yeah. the life easier. <laughs> but more. like <laughs> yeah. like first time beating Atheon, first time beating oh. Crota, like a, like at two in the morning screaming like in excitement waking up my roommates and <laughs> in college. Like so many memories. Um but like the two that come to my mind, they're both pretty quick, is one when we were doing Crota's End uh, the very first time, the very first phase, you have to go through all the lamp posts and it gets really dark. And you get to the bridge, and the bridge has to construct. And you just have to stand on this plate and defend it. Um, and this was before you realized that you could actually get off the plate. You just have to step on the plate, and then you can spread out. So we're all like packed into this plate, <laughs> shooting at these enemies just coming at us. And like this is one of the, this is one of the, like the, we haven't even beaten it before. So we're really trying to get through this first phase. And I just can vividly remember like people just keep falling like flies. And Drew was one of the first people to, like one of those middle people to die. And he was playing warlock. And I remember I died and drew used the self revive and comes up and it's really epic because there's flames flying out of his character and he just starts throwing grenades and shooting and he's the only one up and he's going who's up. Who's with me. Come on. We could do this guys. And all of us, all five of us are sitting there just watching him like, dude, we're dead. We're just dead. <laughs> and he's just trying so hard. Like, And then he just dies, and he just went,
2: dang it. (laughs) And, like, we all busted out laughing. I think I made a pretty good speech when that happened. Like, I feel like it was like, one more time, guys, come on, we got this, and we didn't have it.
0: Yeah, so we we didn't have it. Um, But then the other memory that comes to mind is the first time going Flawless... And David, I remember you mentioning that you y'all had you had done Crota's end to get your flawless, which baffles me. Like that's so challenging, and I commend you. You should have got an extra glitchy as it is. Yeah, but like I can remember, I can remember us going in the Vault of Glass, and I think we did it on normal, and. Apparently I was the only one who didn't know this, because apparently it had been stated beforehand that we were going for Flawless. I thought we were just doing it for fun, so we got in there and somebody goes, Alright boys, we're gonna go Flawless. And I remember thinking, let's do it, I'm ready, and then we did it. First try. Like, and I, like, it blew my mind. I was like, I can't believe we did this. And then I found out later that apparently I had just missed the memo that that was the plan the whole time. I thought we just randomly were like, let's go Flawless, and we did. And that was way more epic to me.
2: <laughs> well, we fun. have a bad habit sometimes, at least our clan. I don't know, David, if will always be joking, like, guys, Flawless this time, this time. And then we got halfway through the raid. <laughs> like, oh, I all right, guys, too. seriously. I remember that raid because... That jumping puzzle during the vault of glass, and if you don't know what this is, it's just epic, and (laughs) I I can't even explain. Matt like (laughs) jumped. And he he's a poor little hunter, so he's not a great jumper at that point. And like I landed and he jumps, and it looks like he misses the edge. And I'm like, no! But he literally had landed on a lower cliff than I realized. So I thought we'd wiped <laughs> there, but we were fine. And then I just jumped up. I was you like, just put just up, jumped there up. Up. <laughs> kept running. It was a pretty it's pretty epic moment. I was you, so terrified. You but
0: pick on you pick on me being a hunter, but who was the first one to get through the jumping puzzle on um on uh, orcs? yes king's w- fall w- it, it was mm-hmm. me that's right mm-hmm. mostly because i had bones of ao but still was oh, me
1: oh come on yeah the hunter hunter doesn't have any trouble if he's got the bones on <laughs> for that part shh, shh, david shh. <laughs> <laughs> A-O, A-O. that's that that uh that part's always my favorite to take noobs through uh because you get, <laughs> you get there and you don't tell them about it actually that whole raid in general is fun to take noobs through because that's we, true. Uh, i'd agree with that we would uh not tell them about any of it and so they get to that jumping puzzle and the first time you guys know danny the first time he ever did that we were in the same room and i actually had to do it for him Um, oh i couldn't couldn't get across it bless him i'm gonna pick on him about that you know the part where all of the like uh the big like shafts like shoot out of the wall um
0: and not yeah no one told us about that and one of our guys just like stood there and waited for us to go ahead of him and We're always like, oh no, the next part. You guys have to go touch that
1: light, and then they go, oh okay, and they run up, and then they get knocked off a thing, and we have a good laugh. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: uh, but I guess uh, you know, biggest memory for me is probably the flawless one too. Um, we did it on Crota. Uh, it took us two tries, uh, and that was because freaking Crota. We got him down to one bit of health, and I'm the I was the sword bearer like pretty much through the entire time we did that and uh, we knock him down and he goes down to one knee and the second I'm about to attack him he stands right back up and swipes me. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, so yeah, Flawless was a, a big one. Um, the loot cave was always great. Like I leveled up all of my characters <laughs> right there just because you could sit them down and i do my homework uh, while we were just there. Just the
0: controller a little bit. Oh man, yeah.
1: loot cave. And then it's just... It's like little antics, like we'll, we'll mess with some of our friends, you know, or we'll be like, hey, there's a treasure chest right there, and we'll like shoot at it, and we're like, it's right there, and they're like, I don't see it, um, <laughs> and there's never anything there. Uh, I'm sure there was some other stuff, but uh, just having fun in the, in the tower, like knocking people off of uh, uh, the tower and stuff, like there's this very specific way you can push your teammates off of the tower, and um, even I like listened we were, to it.
0: Uh y'all's destiny to uh beta episode that y'all just did this past week and Coates had talked about how they bullied a guy into yeah. leaving the tower and <laughs> they just kept following him around and then finally he got in a corner and then he just left mm-hmm. and That's they were so like funny. they were like yep we made that guy leave oh yeah we would do stuff like that all <laughs> the time and even just like random
1: dance parties with strangers uh oh yeah you know like we all i think it was the first time we finished crota uh and we all got the that blue shader like that like weird like light blue glowing shader
0: Yeah. Um, and we
1: all got in the tower and we're like dancing around and a bunch of other people are like checking out our gear and then they started dancing around us too Oh, look
0: at these guys they're legend Mm -hmm.
1: so just all there's all sorts of stuff that you know will go into that and you know even uh pulling the plug on crota uh man you know because you know it wasn't bad enough but that 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 fight was really tough and uh you know, it's it's crazy to see kind of how far we've all come.
0: Uh,
2: I think the first the time gone. we beat Atheon, we glitched him off with, like, <coughs> solar grenades and made him fall. I'm pretty sure that's the first time we killed yeah, him. Yeah,
0: we did do that, and then we killed him in the really most difficult way possible.
2: Yeah, so for the longest time for us, our clan, when we did Atheon, which is the first raid boss, uh, we would get out of the portals and get empowered, and then we would scatter, because we didn't know that you could all... Uh, like huddle up and use a Uh shield and shoot out of it and we beat him like probably four or five times that way Um, and we had a new guy in our clan shout out Joe he uh, he he, like he jumped in he was like I think this is how you do it but then he was a new guy so he just shut up about it and then when (laughs) we actually figured out that's how you did it we were like felt like the most dumbest people in the world Um, (laughs) I I think for me go ahead oh sorry
1: I was gonna say like one of the things that was always interesting to me is like that's the way we did it, too. And we and we never did the normal, quote-unquote, normal way of beating um, Atheon. Like, we always scattered, um, never had any trouble on hard or normal doing it that yeah. way. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that I hope that they, they continue to do in this, is that there's more than just one very, very specific way to beat a boss. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, you go in and, like, even with... Uh, what are those things called? Like that that weird cave that you have to go down into, in uh, vault of glass, with all the, oh, the, the little alternate like, path. They like hy- they're not hydras, um, but it's like the the oh, puzzle. the, the gorgon the maze. Or the gorgon. Yeah, the gorgon maze. So like everybody that I ever did at like looking for group stuff with would always do this really really difficult path, um, where they're like jumping over stuff and they're trying to like. You know, but there's like a pretty simple, simple like work that you can do. But I just always thought it was interesting that everybody had different, different paths. So, yeah. Um, you know, do what you want, as long as it's. But it works, I,
2: right? I, I was actually thinking about that earlier today, David. Actually, me and uh, me and Matt were talking about Breath of the Wild because he's just oh. started playing it, and one of the <laughs> things I love we'll about that week. game, yeah. uh, is that that's a brilliant game. If you've not played Legend of Breath of the Wild, it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the things I love about that game is that there's like two or three different ways to do everything um mm-hmm. and like i was talking to someone today who's been playing it and you know it it's cool to hear the story of how they do it um and i like that destiny kind of has some of that i wish I, I hope they expand that a little bit more but, you know that was my favorite things about destiny when uh, the taken king came out and somebody found that you know hidden little where you got black spindle little puzzle yeah. thing like that's so cool that that just kind of came out the blue and you know different things like we did the uh the totems on King's Fall completely wrong the first few times. We would run everyone back to the middle and then make them swap sides every time uh, because we thought that was the way to do that, um, which is a lot harder, by the way. But um, in our
0: defense, though, we also went into that raid completely blind. We did. And we oh, got the best all way to the do way do Oh, it, it is to totally
2: it. the best way. And I think for me, that's that's part of my favorite memory. um I've got lots of great memories, but the first time we did the Vault of Glass. Um, it took us 50 minutes to open it <laughs> just to open the door and it's funny cuz matt wasn't with us the first time we opened the door and no. we did it the second time <laughs> we did it in like 15 minutes and like no, it was bad
0: the first time i did it with y'all y'all were like listen this first part's so hard and we did it like the first time and it opened up i was like and, and everybody was like oh
2: my god we, we, did, it, we did it and i was because just like, it took What's us like on? an hour to open the doors because I had,
0: know, I had no clue it's just because they didn't have me guys that's the real that's what it was they give me crap about my hunter but hey you know we did it that first time
2: yeah but for me like the vault beating glass beating the vault glass the first time, um, and just the raid experience, um, still my favorite raid in the game. Like, I like some of the other ones, but you want to run Vault of glass, I'm game any day of the week. Because, I don't know, it's just very iconic, and it's crazy to say that, but like, I remember when I got a Game Boy when I was a kid, and I got Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, and playing that on road trips and stuff, and like, how, like, how much that was just this memory that stayed with me, and the first time I played uh, Super Mario 64, or... um You know, all these other memories of video gaming that's just been amazing. And that is one of those. Like, that's in the list the first time we beat Fall to Class. Because there's nothing quite like it in video games I've done until then. And really... There's nothing quite like the raids in Destiny. Um, you you can't matchmake them. You've got to know the people. I'm I'm one of these people who is completely 100 percent okay with Bungie not matchmaking the raids because I I agree with what they say. You need to know the people you're going you're playing this with. Like you need to yeah. mm-hmm. know them. Um, and it's just so it's so challenging and it's so rewarding at the same time. So, man, Vault of Glass is great. Um, mm-hmm. It's really great. So good memories good memories good memories
0: well now (laughs) i think it's time unless y'all got something else you want to add i think it's time to to jump in and let's talk about the destiny 2 beta so we had it for about a week because they extended it a couple days this past week so we had it about a week um enough time to get a good feel for it if you pre-ordered it was open beta most
2: for the weekend
0: well, yes. So PlayStation got it Tuesday, Xbox got it Wednesday, it became open beta on Thursday or Friday, Friday. and Friday, yeah. and then it extended a little bit longer, which doesn't surprise me. They usually do that with betas. Um, but what are y'all's overall thoughts, just initial thoughts before we get deeper into it of what y'all thought the beta was? For me, I thought it was good. It gave a good hint at what the story's gonna be like. We got a feel for some PvP with some new stuff, and we got a strike. It was very... Um, there wasn't a lot to the beta which at first I was a little iffy about but then I'm like it's a beta who cares I don't yeah. really want that much the first original Destiny beta had way too much mm-hmm. so after a while I some of our clanmates were complaining not really complaining but just talking about how it didn't really feel like a beta it felt more like a demo and my thought was like well that's pretty much what betas are it's just Agreed. to yeah. help them figure out how things are running stress so, test everything um, yeah especially like pvp the stress test everything so um i enjoyed it i liked it i'm looking forward to diving into the full game and i'm looking forward to in a few minutes digging deeper into some of this stuff
1: yeah you know i really enjoyed it and i think something that's really cool is like since the betas ended um bungie has put out a ton of information about some more PVE yeah. and a little and a little more pvp content uh, mm-hmm. and it's exciting to know that like what we got really was just a taste like yeah. it was it was hey here are the mechanics we're doing this cuz we need to test our servers and make sure that you know the influx of people we're going to have that they won't have the same problems they had when the first game came out um cuz it used to be a crapshoot whether you were actually going to be able to get on uh when the original game uh first came out like that first like week or so uh was pretty terrible um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you know they talked about like a new mode for PVP and you know a little bit more of uh, what patrols are going to be like uh and i'm really excited um you know just from what we got and then like what they're planning on uh the other content they're planning on giving us and uh, what that could potentially mean um i'm i'm excited and the beta was great i mean it had some issues or whatever that they've already said they're going to be kind of dealing with
2: um wasn't like an infinite super glitch or something that some people found
1: I'm really disappointed. I never got to try that because it would have been nice to be able really? to get a little bit more time uh, messing around with the supers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. it makes me kind of hope that they might do that in the future with like a PvP mode where you know it, maybe you just get your super, you just have your super the entire time, and it's just that's what they, uh, they turn is, that into.
0: This is this is something that. You don't usually think about in a game like this but like they have it in some of the battlefield games but what if they had a gun range in yeah the new i was thinking about that where too. you could walk into this space and just cool. instantly have your super in this space and be able to try out your new guns on different enemies and stuff i think cool. that would be awesome and
2: a lot of mmos have something like that where like there's like a tar- like a dummy target that you can mm-hmm. lock onto and all of a sudden all your combat abilities are open it would be cool if you- there was a place that you could try guns out um, especially since the new social space is like outside. It's like a farm or something, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it would be really neat to be able to do that um, because the supers do feel different. And I know we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, David, do you have any other thoughts before I dive in? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree
1: about that range. I mean, even Overwatch has one um, that mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. drop into it and you can try out any of the characters. You get to see how much damage you know, you're doing and uh, how your abilities work. And you really could spend some time uh figuring out what works what doesn't you know yeah. all of that so mm-hmm.
2: yeah so for me um i like the beta i'm with you matt um and and I've, i heard some people who were kind of disappointed that the beta was so short um but personally i i was fine with it and, and my thinking goes back to the original game you know the original beta was almost like a almost like a quarter of the game i mean it really uh, was yeah and was um no it's all good bro Uh, But I mean it really was like a quarter of the game and in hindsight, you know I loved it during the time because you know you had patrol and you could you know We could we could spend tons of hours just hanging out and exploring stuff But I'm glad especially since the new news has came out like you said David about what patrol and some of these Exploration modes are gonna look like I'm excited. They kind of held back because I I got a really good taste It made me more excited about the game. I like some of the changes that they've made Um, some of them I think Uh, They're gonna look at and probably tweak on the crucible side and we'll talk to that I know in a minute But uh, overall I was really pleased with it. Um, I know for me personally and this can kind of transition us into talking more specifics, but uh, For me personally, I I really thought that one of the things they said they were going to start emphasizing back on is storytelling It's probably one of the weakest points in this the vanilla destiny the original release Um, It's funny. I had a friend who just started playing destiny a few months back and uh, he got all the way through the original camp story campaign, and he's like, "Drew, I've I've really no clue what I'm I, happened. I just know I shot a lot of things, and then this this robot gave me a gun at the end and then disappeared." Uh, and so, you know, I I know that the world is so interesting, especially if you dig into it, but you really do have to dig into it. So I thought the story there were two pieces of story content in the beta. Um, we had uh, the actual story mission Homecomings, which is the opening mission. Um, and then we had the strike, which is more of, I guess, single player, but it did have some story components. Uh, David, what did you think about the story aspect of the beta so far and kind of the direction we're heading in?
1: Uh, it, it seems pretty cool. Uh, you know, one of the things that was mentioned to me is that this may not even be the first story mission. Um,
2: yeah, I thought of I this thought too. that too.
1: It, 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 you know, because the way that it kind of starts, you know, uh, you see what happens to the tower um, and then you're kind of flying back in, uh, like you've been somewhere. So it very well could be the second or third mission, and you know yeah. they've sent you off to do something. And while you're gone, uh, you know all this stuff happens, and you're coming back, and the tower gets destroyed. Like you could put, they could potentially even, uh, have like, the social space open in the tower for like that very first thing, like oh, <laughs> almost man. like as it? that tease. would be cool. Yeah, and then like it just gets completely destroyed, and you move on. Uh, you know, who knows if they're gonna actually do that or not. But I, I thought it was really great. I like that um, they went ahead and gave the uh, uh, the exotics out, um, mm-hmm. which that was uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but the they aren't class specific. Um, I saw yeah, I uh, we was wondering with, about
0: that. I didn't yeah, think they were.
1: Uh, I saw a hunter with sweet business um, in a video at some point, which was good. It's just it's it's good to know that. You know, well, I think, at the, was, you
0: know.
2: I think in the original Homecoming reveal, it's a warlock that has sweet business. That's the big Gatling know, right. gun, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would make sense.
2: I so, assume I mean, they just gave them out to just kind of spread mm-hmm. them out for yeah. the beta. I assume they probably were all going to be it to everyone. Yeah, they just kind of mm-hmm. fit those
1: archetypes. Like the sweet business mm-hmm. works really, really well with the Titan um, and that uh, that, that half shield. Um, so I liked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I like the all of the. Um, the sort of storytelling they're doing, even though every time uh, Cade would show up in that first part, I always like would try to run through that door <laughs> and, shoot in, and I didn't realize he was he was there for a second. So Or, um,
0: or I, the frame that gets like destroyed by the like you see the frame first shooting and then like the guys come up to like yeah. hit it and I was like, No, I'll save you robot and like yep. it does no damage to yep. it. Oh, it would be sad? nice
1: if, if they would just like not let you interact in those moments. Um just it to, like help a with true that storytelling. scene. Yeah, um, and I'm fine with how linear it is too, just because, uh, you know, with patrols and everything, we're gonna get some other storytelling that's not gonna be as linear. Like you kind of get to wander around and figure out what's going on on the planet you're on, uh, while you're doing that. So um, that was cool. It was it was nice getting that uh, that second little section, even though a lot of my friends had trouble with the turbine on that second section. Um, (laughs) There there were like jokes going around where like the boss of the Destiny 2 beta was this turbine, Um, (laughs) because you're like it tells you to to like. Kill it, and then you're looking around, and you're like, "Wait, what am I supposed to There's shoot?" There's a at, lot or? of
2: moving things in that room.
1: Yeah, it's funny yeah, you say that, Dave,
2: because I I played that with um, some friends over and my wife, and, like, it stressed them out so much that, like, I was going against where, like, the little blade thing was doing, and I would just jump over it, but I, it stressed them out so much. They hated watching me. They're like, you're gonna die, you're gonna die. It was really funny, though. It, did, it
0: didn't stress <laughs> me out until I was playing as a warlock because I just struggled with that jump, and I was like, oh cool, jump now, and then I'd slowly start going oh, up. Not I'm all like, of us can make master that. master race right of
2: warlock. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh space
0: (laughs) jedi Uh, well i thought the story was awesome um i'm a big story fan so as much as i love destiny one especially vanilla destiny i was a little little bummed at the end when you fight the 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 darkness and the black heart in the garden or whatnot and then it's just like over and the the robot exo strangers just kind of like here's a gun, thanks, we'll see you later, and disappears, and I'm just like well, it's gonna be really cool to explore that in DLC, and three years later Nothing. still don't know, and supposedly Bungie said that the Exo Stranger story is over, and I'm just like no, no because it's it was not, that you didn't bad. explain everything, you did I'm still so confused, see, my it'll come back eventually.
1: My assumption is that she was just a crazy person, cause she like talks to herself, <laughs> and she's talking like to oh, herself and she's like, what? No, I'm here with him now. What? oh, you need me? Yeah, I gotta and go, she's by. like, oh, I gotta go. No time to explain. And then, like, runs off, and you're like, okay, uh, that's nice. <laughs> it's like,
0: cool. Yeah. But yeah, so so I was happy to see that this, this intro, you know, it was a strong first story mission, which it's easy to do first strong story missions, but I will say it was the same one we saw at the original Destiny 2 reveal, but I was pleased to see that there were, like, different elements they added. It wasn't major elements, but I remember being on the ship towards the end and and going through a door and expecting there to be nothing there because in the story that's where you see Gaul and I'm like cool this is the end of the beta and the door opened and there's a guy there and he punched me in the face and I was like oh crap (laughs) oh gosh and so like I was streaming it and and, uh My my girlfriend picks on me. Apparently, when I play, I say, oh, gosh, a lot. Like, if I get in a situation, I'll be like, oh, gosh, oh, no. And so, she, <laughs> apparently, like, I screamed that in that moment, and she laughed at me. But, That's awesome. But, like, I, I really enjoyed it, and, and I thought about that, too. I didn't think about that until literally this past couple of days where it makes me wonder if we – or even if there's not a mission before, if there's just an extra part that is this mission, and it's just a really long first mission where you right. go off – because you could, it could easily be where you go off somewhere to one of the new areas and you're checking on these satellite links that Ikora realizes aren't messing up, that they're just missing. And that could be the moment where you're out there trying to figure out what's going on and it's like, whoa, the satellites are gone, kind of like Ikora realized, and that's why you're in such a hurry to get back. Because, I mean, it kind of seems like your ghost is just like nobody's answering, something's wrong, but like, it could be something more as oh, something's really wrong, we need to get back and talk to them. And on their way back, it's like, we can't get them, we, we gotta get back, something's wrong. And then yeah. you get back to yeah. your home, which is just destroyed, and that's really, really
2: sad. I'll, but... I'll tell you one reason I think that this is probably not the first mission, maybe the second mission, is because it's not a tutorial mission at all. Um, right. and, and, and I feel like, you know, the mm. original Destiny, that first level was really well designed uh, to be a tutorial mission but also to not feel like it's just push button shoot gun so I almost feel yeah. like it's for new players they're gonna have to do something to explain that a grenade in destiny is not like a grenade in any other game and yeah. uh it is but it is and some of these other things so I, I think mm-hmm. I think there's probably something more before it which I think is exciting um, for me, I really Matt. Matt, did to cut you off? Are you done? Is that your thought? No, that, that was it. The, yeah. the next thing I was, I, I would say the last thing I want to add is it's
0: interesting and it's an it seems like a compelling story because in the original game, the city and the tower was always described as this like beacon of hope, where no matter like through our long history we've survived countless attacks and like that's this is like the one place that we are safe and so having the very first mission or the second mission being the enemy literally just walking in and kicking us in the face and Spartan kicking us off a ship and saying, yeah, no, this, <laughs> yeah. this doesn't work. And then taking away the light, like that was, that, that part was devastating when, cause I knew, I knew kind of the story would be that we were going to lose our life, connection to the traveler, but like, I didn't even think about the fact that that would like kill our ghost. So when our ghost just falls, I was like, "No!" And then, and then you like reaching and grab the ghost and like pull it close to you, and then it goes fly. So sad. So like (laughs) that, I'm I'm excited for the story just because it's to me it's a very especially coming from Destiny One, it's a very compelling start to a story. So yeah, yeah, I agree. That's my thoughts on
2: that. I really like the story, and I think the, the reason I really like it. From a storytelling aspect, is um, how much you just hinted at, Matt. You know, at least in Destiny so far, and storytelling has gotten better in Destiny. I don't want anyone who's not played the game to think that the storytelling's crap. Uh, The Taken King was really great. Rise of Iron was really great. I'd even say House of Wolves had like the single player uh, story content was really tight and simple. It wasn't a crazy story, but it was it wasn't a bad story. Yeah, it was cool Um, to see,
1: like the the. Kind of like the infighting within, yeah. Uh, the fallen, um, yeah, yeah, and, and you can know, get more of that. So,
2: yeah, no, exactly. When I thought you know, House of Wolves, that's way back, but you know, I think it was interesting that like it was just such a simple story. This crazy guy is trying to take over the world. Basically, you have to stop him. That was basically the gist of the story, but it worked really well for it. Mm-hmm. But go back to Destiny too. Um, you know, up until now in in the history of the universe of Destiny, you know. The Guardians haven't been able to not defeat anything. Like, I mean, Oryx was not a problem. SIVA wasn't a problem. Athion wasn't a problem. Crota wasn't a problem. Nothing has really stopped them. And it's interesting to see that now we've got somebody who really hit us and hit us hard. And, you know, it almost seems like, you know, a pride that, you know, the city's safe because of the Guardians. Nothing can really happen to it. Oh, wait. Yes, it can. Um, that's really interesting storytelling to me is what do you do when you lose everything? Um, and I think one of the things that I liked about this beta and just the little story we get so far is that Gaul, which is the bad guy, um, seems really interesting to me. Um, he seems to be more than just an evil, uh, you know, he seems more than just an evil thing that's trying to destroy the universe. He seems like he's got motives and, uh, he really is thought out, calculated and, you know, that whole scene where he's kicking you off the top of the ship is brutal, and oh, man, just, he's scary. I mean, he, he's scary, I can go and tell you. I, I, I think he's a good villain. He kind of reminds me of, like, Darth Vader as a hippo a little bit. Giant hippo Darth Vader. Or Bane. Yeah, he just kind of got <laughs> I was Bane say, it's, it's Bane.
0: It's a Bane in mind. It's an alien doing a Bane Turtle cosplay.
2: Bane. Yeah. We, <laughs> Turtle was, I was, Bane. I was ah. surprised he was, uh, <laughs> I was surprised he was, like, dressed in white. Uh, strangely yeah. enough, I don't know. That struck me weird. I don't, I don't know why, because I guess all it, the pro- the images before that were all in dark, so I just assumed he was all in black.
1: It makes sense a little bit though, because I think he's he's got probably has some sort of uh, uh, religious conviction. Is almost the I direction see I want that. to take that, where he he's he like does, obsessed yeah he's obsessed with the traveler and the light and he believes that he's the one who should be controlling it and that we don't deserve it and so presenting himself in a way you know it's almost like a contrast for maybe like how evil he really yeah. is is having that like white obviously signifying purity so uh, that's very very intense like story details but it, it could be the reason No,
2: why. well and you can yeah. tell that the writing's better now too because that one line where he's like you're not brave you've just forgotten the, to be afraid of dying I was like yeah. oh that's a that's pretty. That's pretty accurate, right? I'm not that brave. I just know if I jump off that tower, I'm gonna come back to life right now. This, um, this
0: might not be the right reference, but like when I had that moment, it reminded me of the moment from Batman vs Superman when Batman's just beating Superman to death and before the Martha part and everybody checks out, that whole Martha. line where he's like, "You weren't brave. You weren't even a man." And Batman's just got his foot on your on Superman's throat. That's how I
2: felt in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like That's, that's pretty pretty accurate. Um, The other thing I liked about the story, and then we can move on, is um, I thought that there was some really cool symmetry going on from the very first time you fly into the city. In the original game, you, you get your ship, and you're out in kind of the wasteland, and you finally get your ship, and you come through the clouds, and it's like storming, and it's like this beacon of hope. The traveler's there, the city's there, and it's like, oh in this crazy world that I just woke up in, I don't know what's going on. There's still hope. There's still safety. Um, it's this really cool moment in the first game, I thought. Um, And then, so, in this game, we get a similar shot of them flying back in, but he flies through clouds, and then it's just chaos. Um, And I think it just reinforces kind of this theme that we're talking about that, you know, we thought the city was safe, and it ain't safe no more. Um, And I don't know, there's just something, yeah, there's just something very powerful about, you know, City on fire, so mm-hmm. uh, your home on fire. So I mean, you know, that's that's one of many changes that's coming. I know, uh, I know, probably the biggest change, one of the biggest changes. I don't know for you guys, for me that I noticed was the weapon changes. Um, they've completely reworked that system. That what did you think about kind of the rework system that they've introduced?
0: Mm-hmm. So the weapons changes is probably the biggest change of the game. Um, I, I had some friends I was talking to, and they were just super angry about it. Well, my one friend, I don't really think could decide what his opinion of it, but his friend was super angry about it, and he was one of these guys who loves just going into Crucible with a sniper rifle and a shotgun, and I don't like that kind of gameplay, so I'm okay with this new game cha- uh, weapon changes. So the the new thing is we've got three categories instead of primary secondary and heavy we've got kinetic energy and power and sniper rifles shotguns fusion rifles and rocket launchers plus grenade launchers all fun, fall under power weapons while everything else could be either kinetic or or element based on you know whether it's kinetic or element the only real difference and i think i think they've said and it i could kind of feel like this um the the energy weapons feel like they may be a little bit stronger um which would make sense but i like it because i like to run a sniper rifle the only time i ever really use a rocket launcher or something heavy is just clearing big mobs um so i like the fact that i can just roll a sniper rifle and have a hand cannon and like something like a scout rifle or a pulse rifles where I can have something mid-range and something long range without having to rely on having sniper ammo and stuff because I love running a hand cannon but especially with some of the nerfs later on in destiny one there's a big damage fall off and a big range um uh nerf for hand cannons so if it's like that in year one or in destiny two I'm really going to want to be able to have some other option other than my hand cannon in case I get into a pickle. And I really liked, I liked it once I played it because it, it, it creates more variety, especially in PVP. I was finding myself changing up my weapon combos where, and this was, this didn't work, but like I ran two hand cannons just because I was like, I like hand cannons and The weakness is the reload speed, so I would just run two for a little while to see, and when I ran out and there were still people, I just switched to the second one, and it kind of worked. It wasn't the best setup, but it was really fun to play around with that and be able to have... I like the submachine guns. I couldn't really find one that I really liked, but I liked having being able to pull that submachine gun up close and just be able to tear through some enemies, especially in PVE. So I, I'm all for the weapon
2: changes. Matt, how did I, you I like feel it. about weapon changes within PVE? Um, specifically the strike. Cause I realized that we t- said we were going to talk about that a second ago. And then oh, I yeah. forgot, but so, like, so, you know, for instance, the reason I bring that up is because in destiny one strikes, if you don't know, are like mini dungeons for three players and they take maybe 30 minutes or so at the max in maybe close to 20, 30 minutes. And You know for me towards the end of destiny right now like it's just sniper rifle everything heaven just stand back in the back and shoot things um some Mm. of the bosses they even had to like completely change the way the encounter was done at the end because people would not even jump into the boss realm i'm thinking about what is it the templar used to just be able to stay up at the top and, and shoot him not the templar what is that um you no, know, what strike? Yeah, you know, I'm talking yeah. about The Venus Strike. It is the the nexus. The nexus. Yeah, you could just stay up top Where and shoot. Where it comes shoot. down, you could just stay up top and back up. How does how does the strike feel? And how does weapons feel in strike? And that we can go to details. I'm good with the strike.
0: That. Um, the thing the thing I liked about the strikes is how most strikes just feel like it's another mission with a boss at the end, and that gets a little boring. I thought that this. It was a good you know we got to see a lot of different open areas and closed in areas and the big giant drill was cool um but i like that when we got to the boss it almost felt kind of like a mini raid in the sense that the boss didn't just stand there and walk back and forth there was a few more elements to it where he could run up and hit or he might back up where you can't get to him or walk around the circle and then w- there were different phases to it and every time every time you got to a certain level, it would drop you to a new platform and the boss and the ads would act completely different. And so I kind of enjoyed that element. It did feel a little bullet spongy. Uh, I didn't think that was yeah. as bad as some people were saying. And especially knowing that we were about 10 light lower than the enemies, mm-hmm. So that, that probably justifies a little bit of that bullet sponge, but so also, I with the
2: bullet fun. sponge too. I don't know how you guys felt about this, but in the strike, you know, the health was tiered depending on the encounter and that helped me even though he did feel a little bullet spongy at least know like okay you know we're a third of the way done and and I guess I think about the Crota fight and how you really never know if he's going to kill you or not Um, I still am a little salty about that I guess (laughs) Uh, but Mm -hmm. I liked how you knew where you were at in the fight with him even though he was bullet spongy
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I agree I think that's uh, probably one of the the best things i know it's so subtle um but i think the fact that they have tiered the larger enemies health especially when it comes to the bosses is going to make a huge yeah. difference especially when it comes to raids um and even some of those strikes because, yeah um and i you know uh, super interested to see how they some of the mechanics play out um but i think you know uh, i like the weapon system um i'm glad that you know you can't just rely on one specific gun um it's totally yeah. going to change the gun game and just how uh people handle stuff um it's going to be more about mm-hmm. skill than it is uh you being able to like get up in in someone's face or just being able to be you know decent with a sniper rifle um so mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah i i pretty much agree with everything i said i i do uh, i i think i everything did seem bullet spongy like it had some bullet sponginess to it or whatever uh but at the same time like i'm glad that we were a little bit of that lower level so that our expectation going in wasn't that we were going to be this like god tier thing um
2: i actually like that like that's one of my favorite things about destiny is that you can do things that are a little bit harder you just got to kind of grit your teeth and run (laughs) around a lot yeah just Mm -hmm. take a lap Mm -hmm.
1: and it it doesn't just take
2: take a lap
1: (laughs) it's true um yeah and uh, so i'm I'm excited. I'm I'm curious to see where they're going to take that. I'm, I'm going to be curious to see where this specific strike ends up, um, level wise too. Um, because the first beta we got the very first strike. Um, and this one, like where everybody's at like level 20, which could be the cap. Um, who knows? Yeah. I don't even, I don't think they've actually officially said, uh, what the level cap's going to be. Um, so uh, who knows, but, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I kind of hope, um, the strikes are all very different in ways. Um, yeah,
2: I would like that scene. You know, Same. this one,
1: this one starts out, um, and it looks like you're in a uh, a patrol area. And then once you kill that first uh, vex sentinel or whatever the thing is, um, Minotaur, and right you, the Big the guy, Minotaur, Thank you. Yeah, you ju- you jump across to the different um, areas, and then it seems like maybe that's not necessarily part of the open world like it might be it might not um who knows and like... you see
0: cabal and stuff showing up too there mm. in that second area and yeah their
1: gerbil wheels and they're like little gerbil balls <laughs>
2: right gerbil there. wheels i oh, know that's what i'm gerbil calling gerbil it from now on
1: um
0: incoming gerbil balls incoming
2: <laughs> gerbil balls uh,
1: so that's it's just one of those things too that's uh it's cool um it, it's beautiful um i love how the it almost looks like they've turned the gain up on everything so it's all just kind of like whoa yeah, like i'm glad um, you mentioned that yeah
2: mm-hmm. i'm glad you mentioned that too because the visual style of destiny even like the artwork of the menus and stuff they've done a great job and whoever you are artist at bungie who worked on all the menus I know no one's really gonna be like, man, those menus are great. But you, I, Drew's telling you, I appreciate them. They look beautiful. I did not realize how boring the menus in Destiny One was until you guys stepped the game up. Um, the game is beautiful. Gosh, somebody told me it, it felt like almost they just they just bumped the um, the contrast and the saturation just up just a little bit, not much, but just enough to really make it <laughs> pop. And, hey, uh, that was me. Was that you? I okay, that. I couldn't remember who it was. <laughs> it, it, it was it, but that, it just, it's just so beautiful, and um, yeah, I like the good. weapon changes, just to note in there, and uh, I want to get us to talking about PvP, because I think that's where the weapon changes really hit hard. I want to give some time to talk about that, but uh, before we do that, um, I, the, other, yeah, the other, other thing that really was interesting to me was supers, and my favorite super of the game Um, i really wanted i'm a warlock main and i really wanted Dawnblade because it looks so cool especially in that first reveal they did i wanted Mm. to like it and i just maybe i just haven't didn't have enough time to figure it out because i I didn't start playing until friday so i didn't have as quite as much time but for me my favorite super and i'd love to hear what y'all thought too but for me i really loved the rework of nova bomb um it just wrecked everything in sight and i loved it so much um Mm -hmm. it was so good what 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 about you guys what was y'all's favorite supers in the games
0: so i'm a hunter main and not surprisingly my favorite was the capes feeling like batman capes and hoods uh my favorite was (laughs) the uh the not arc blade uh arc strider and so i was pleased because (laughs) the arc dancer i was pleased because when i first saw it i was really mad because the other two got really cool new subclasses, and I was like, I can't believe the Hunter is just getting a re-skinned Arc Blade. <laughs> and I am pleased to say after playing it, it feels so much better than Arc Blade, and there's actually a lot more to it, and it's really, really challenging to kind of learn and play it, and I'm excited for that because I feel like if you can get good at it, you can be really deadly with it. Yeah. But it played really, really good, and I like that. I didn't get a chance to play around with the original subclasses because I know there were only minor changes um because i was trying to focus on the new ones uh the the sentinel i liked um i couldn't quite figure out how to throw the shield really well um striker titans aren't
2: fist of panic anymore it's fist of panic and then chase after you Mm -hmm.
0: fist of panicking and then running yeah that that i should have tried that some and then i did not really like the dawn blade um i just couldn't get a feel for it it did feel op but i guess i just was terrible with it so i'm all about that uh arc strider life and can't wait to like master that and just wreck people
1: yeah it uh everything felt good with the supers um dawnblade was probably under the most underwhelming but then again maybe it's just because this is the beta and we haven't had enough time with it um it it could be that that finds itself uh in a better position in pvp than it does in pve um -hmm. but it
0: looked op Right, like crazy OP yeah. in the original. So I was really but, surprised that it didn't feel better to me. I think one of
1: the things that Bungie might be doing with the supers now is wanting people to use them uh, smarter than i agree uh, with that. It was in the past game because if you think about it, like even the changes with Nova Bomb, Nova Bomb has more of a read now, and it's actually not—it's not super easy to get away from it. Um, but there's more of a chance that you might survive if the person doesn't really know what they're doing. Um, and it's the same way with Arcstrider um, and Sentinel to a degree, though. Uh, Sentinel, uh, you can really sneak up on people with that shield and then close the ground uh, on them, too, uh, which is pretty cool. Um,
2: I really I liked t- in Sentinel, too. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. No, go ahead. I really liked in Sentinel that you, had, you still had the Word of Dawn. You still had the bubble yeah. if you <laughs> needed it. But now you have this offensive, because... I remember one of our, our clan guys always saying that, you know, playing as a titan in a raid, you had one job besides shooting the guy. And that was making sure you, you made a bubble for everyone. And how, you know, sometimes that just kind of feels a little underwhelming. That there's no, there's, I mean, it was very strategic with the groups. I like now that there's a variety of that. I like that it can help the team or if he needs to clear some ads, he can clear some ads. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, going back to the striker, like that thing is going to still be, I think, really scary in PVP. Um, the fact that you can possibly shut down someone super and then run after the rest of their teammates, um, and either get a couple shoulder charges in or maybe a couple more, uh, ground pounds, it's going to be crazy. Um, and the pulse grenade is really good. Um, uh, the suppression grenade, uh, is great on the Sentinel, um,
2: especially since you don't get supers as much. That was one change. Like You don't get them quite as quickly or as often, so when you use them, it's kind of a commitment.
0: One thing I was wondering, though, so in Destiny 1, we have the whole intellect, strength, discipline build stuff that affects your grenades and melee and super cooldown. I didn't notice that. Did they get rid of that, or was it just set at zero? Because supers and grenades especially took forever to load. Did anybody notice that? Uh, I, I noticed it. I have no clue if
2: it's gone or not.
1: It's completely gone. Uh, so now it's been replaced. Uh, I may not have the names 100% right, but it's Resilience. Uh, one of them is, like, your top speed, uh, so, like, how fast and you're is moving. Is it,
2: like, Recovery Speed
1: and, and then, Armor, basically? Basically, yeah. Um, oh, Okay. Which will be interesting to see how that plays out. Because uh, now, grenades, I think, are all on a universal cooldown. It's the same with all of your abilities and supers.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that is which, nice, though. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I
1: think that's that's going to be the best thing for them to probably do. Probably better. Yeah, I'm not going to sure like it,
0: probably. probably better.
1: And uh, mm-hmm. you know, we can transition into PvP if you guys want to, because I think that's where it's going to make yes. the most sense. Um, yes. Yeah, so well, I'd agree, because
2: sure. Trials, like last time I played Trials. I hated it, and the reason I hated it is because we had these hunters with these max, <laughs> you know, strength, oh, discipline builds, and the like combo combos. Yeah, every time <laughs> I would just get grenaded and uh, smoked to death. Like I couldn't do anything. They had them every single time, and it was frustrating. It's better uh, than the dang fusion
0: grenades that the warlocks kept consistently <laughs> sticking people with, because the thing was like a magnet. I could literally get flying yeah. two yeah. feet past my head and see it like do a curveball into my face and i was like seriously
2: i think i think uh, grenades especially and melees being and supers all that being even and here's my thing and just diving into pvp i've always talked i have friends who love that destiny is kind of leaning towards competitive but i've said since day one that destiny can't be a competitive game because too many variables can be changed in it like you can't it, when you bring in your own gear and your own art like sets and stats and everything else like that there's so much variability like you can't mm. have something that's truly just skill based because yeah. you're always going to have some some like halo works because everyone's exactly the same. So I think this is a step in the right direction for that. Agreed. Uh, if that's kind of what they're going for. I was so, going to say, does, so
0: do y'all feel like, because they've made the statement that Crucible is, they want Crucible to feel more competitive and it's not going to be something you can just jump into and be instantly good at. Right. Do you think these gun changes, these universal cooldowns, do you think uh, the, the making it just 4v4 Do you think all of this is making Crucible a more competitive and balanced um, area, or or what do y'all think about that? What are your thoughts on it?
1: I hope so. Um, I think it's a good idea that your supers and those cooldowns aren't going to be based on your gear anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was really easy to find, just overpowered builds. Uh, yeah. You know, like I mm-hmm. used to use the the Titan one, where you just you max out your strength um, and you run the uh, no backup plans with a shotgun. And oh my man, you that an was over- nasty. Yeah, with every universal remote. Oh. oh my gosh, yeah, it was just unbelievable. So I'd run universal remote and a sniper um, most of the time with that when that was like the big mm-hmm. thing. And I mean, I had people like. Telling me that I was cheating and all this other stuff, and I'm like, I'm not cheating. I'm just <laughs> using exactly what helps me do better in this. So yeah, it's pulling the lag switch. <laughs> I could I could see like all the armor and everything else, uh, the perks not necessarily being so overpowered as they used to be. Even on some of the exotics, like um, you know they'll probably be a little bit better, uh, but I could see them really trying to uh, make everything not nearly as insane as it once was um, which I think ultimately is gonna be good um, and then again like you know they said they're working on some changes for PVE uh, so that PvP doesn't necessarily it yeah. doesn't take away from where it is right now because it, it feels yeah. like from the beta it's in a really good place.
2: Do you, do you guys remember in Destiny when... It was, it was the first time I remember they made a change because it seemed like they started to change everything in the game based only on Crucible. And now I remember they did one patch where they, they changed something about shotguns in the Crucible, but then they made them actually be usable in PvE. Like, it was yeah. two different stat yeah. lines, and I was like, this is what we need because... Yes, um, we do need that. Because I think we, you know, almost, and MMOs have had this for a while, like, you have, like, a PvP gear set that you use and then you've got a PVE gear set. You've got stuff you do single player and co-op and then you got stuff that you go in to compete with. I don't know if that's what we end up with. I'll be honest when the game first launched, that's what I thought the Crucible Quartermaster was for. Like That's what I thought Shaxx was there for. I yeah. thought those guns and that armor, I was going to have to get a whole set just from playing past MMOs um, and have to have like a, a raid set of armor and then uh, just a run around set of armor and then a Crucible set of armor. I guess that kind of happened to some degree by the end of the game. Uh, but I'll tell you guys one thing I liked about um, I liked about p v p is. I really liked how every place on the map had like a name now. Like, not a name that we've given it, but there was an mm-hmm. actual name on the map under the radar. Mm-hmm. I remember when they did that, whatever the first Halo game they did that in was a like game changer for me. And then the other thing I really liked was I really liked how you knew what your team, who was up, who was down, who had supers on both sides. Not all that information, but some of that information was really, really cool to me. Um, yeah, and it a wasn't too much info.
0: Information.
2: Yeah, it wasn't too much much information the ui was really good. ui guy man you're you're killing it for me bro um but the ui just seemed like it was intuitive enough that it leaned towards competitive and not in a way because i'm usually not a big competitive player I, i'm not a huge pv uh, crucible player right now because it's just gotten so salty and so i just don't like it but um it feels it feels like something i actually could enjoy it feels like if i put the time in i could actually get good at it the way it's set up now and i like that it feels more balanced
0: mm-hmm
1: yeah it's not as chaotic um it feels a little more fair uh i I don't feel like i'm getting every time i'm getting dropped that it's just like oh great of course this is why it's happening so
0: Mm -hmm. i also feel like the power ammo was fine like it comes up three or four times and you know i got it more times than i expected i probably got it more often than i got heavy ammo in destiny one yeah. Because, you know, I just happen to be walking by and see, oh, three seconds. Or I'd be on a point and I'd see the enemy one and I'd go, I'm gonna push that and try to grab it before they get it to like shut them down. Um I did feel like the I played more of the control because that's my favorite game mode. I felt like that map felt a little small. The only issues I really it didn't. Wasn't too well, bad. It's less so felt players. Like the, so it probably yeah. was smaller. But even with only four people, I felt like the spawn was flipping a lot more often, and so, I feel like I'd turn around and there'd be a guy already behind me, and I was like, oh, yay, that's I a think, thing. I think.
1: I think what's happening right now too is that our mindsets are still in the first game, uh, and the way you play control in the first game is you basically sit on a spot, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. like. It's really. It was always. It used to be really easy to get like multi kills uh, in that game mode because pe- you'd have like four or five people sitting on the same oh, spot man. and just drop in mm-hmm. with a Nova bomb or something else and you could take out the entire oh. team. So what they've done and what it seems like it is is that instead of uh, you know because at the very beginning what they want is everyone to run for for B. So v right. become, B is the viable spot, but then uh, as soon as they have that, like, what everyone else needs to be thinking is, like, okay, where do we go from here? Like, while, okay, this team's clearly taking that spot, we need to get around and take the one that they were at before. And it, mm-hmm. it's got almost this, like, rotating feel to it. Um, now, I don't know if that's what they necessarily want, but... Um, I think that's kind of... It does play differently. You're right. And you don't need everyone on the spot. Like, it doesn't go faster because you have two people. Yeah, that was
0: a nice change. I noticed that, and it was really frustrating me because I realized that pretty early on that you only need one person. Multiple people doesn't make it go faster. And I'd be on a point, and three guys... My three teammates would run up to me, and I would just be like... (laughs) really guys fine you guys I'm gonna go kill people because y'all got this yeah you
1: gotta spread spread out a little bit more so that you can be more mm -hmm. tactical while someone's trying to steal or uh, take that spot so
2: yeah Mm -hmm. I think I think for me you guys hit I liked PvP it was a little slower I liked that because I felt like there's more of an art of knowing when to engage and knowing when to back off um, I yeah. thought the the weapon changes made it where I felt like there's a lot more variety and interesting stuff happening. Like, I've always wanted to have a hand cannon and a scout rifle or a pulse rifle, and I ran that, in the Crucible it worked really well, which was cool. Uh, but what I really think I liked about it was just... The overall feel of it and I think this is the thing I'm still getting used to is what you said. It's not bad It's just different because I remember playing destiny 1 PvP and thinking this is weird It's it's six people or it's three people because I had such this four person mentality when it came to that kind of stuff That I think I'm gonna like it once I dig my teeth into it a little bit and kind of understand it a little more But right now I'm so much in the destiny 1 mentality um i don't think the 4v4 is a bad change i know and i think matt feels this way too i I just want an option for a bigger map bigger team game i want to maybe an eight versus eight or six person Um, i just want to
0: be when we raid especially after we've beaten the raid and we can go through it faster i want something else that all six of us can do together um other than just splitting up you know 3v3 which would be fine but yeah you know
2: But it's nice to have, it's nice not to be, it's kind of like you, I think we got on one night and there were some guys already on and we couldn't get a fifth person in to play with us. And that was kind of a bummer because you just want to be able to play with friends, especially how social Destiny is. I just, it doesn't have to be competitive. I like 4v4 for the competitive aspect. I don't like it as far as um, being able to play with the friends. Yeah well anyone else got any thoughts on pvp uh, no i feel like i definitely you covered it right? i definitely
0: started talking and said the exact same thing you did and realized i had my mic muted so thanks for <laughs> it. i was wondering it got a little quiet um, for a second um i did i started talking and then drew i was like why is drew interrupting me and i was like oh my mic's muted um yeah so i, I my, fi- my final thoughts are um i'm whelmed I, i'm fine with <laughs> it just you know? whelmed I, i'm whelmed i'm excited and i'm trying not to get too hyped and i think that's a good place to be right now because i think i know i don't know if it'll be my favorite game of the year because let's be real zelda's probably my oh, favorite so game so good right man there has been but so much will, good stuff this, that's come out this year it will still probably be the game that i put a mo- the most amount of time in so i'm looking forward to it so since it's just a beta we will save for the final game to give it our dope or nope rating yeah um so, Plus, yeah
2: I want to know what Tommy thinks about it once the game comes out because yes, he, he did not true. like the first one too much. I think he liked parts of it, but not most of it.
0: Yeah, we'll try to get we'll try to get Tommy in on it. So, um, yeah, if y'all don't have anything else, that's our episode, guys. Thanks for joining us, David. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about your podcast and where they can find you?
1: cool uh so you can find us on itunes uh just type in the terminus cast that's uh, t-e-r-m-i-n-u-s cast um we're also on patreon uh that's uh www.patreon.com forward slash terminus east uh we're on facebook twitter twitch uh instagram uh and we've got an email it's terminus east one gmail.com uh, so we're email, kind of high place. tech,
2: bro. Yeah,
1: that was like the first thing I set up. Um, I mean,
0: technically, we have an email too. I just <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yeah. Um, you know, uh, like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. Um, you know, we're always looking for people to talk and give us ideas for for new content. It's summertime, so stuff's been so slow. Trying to figure out like different oh, topics, yeah. so. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. been
0: easy since there's been good movies, but you know, outside of that, you're right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to slow down in the next couple of months. Uh-huh. Yeah, so
1: it, it should be launching. We'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about pretty soon because you know we're halfway through the year and there's still so much stuff uh, that's finally coming out that's going to be really good. So. Um, yeah, I got a couple movies
0: that well, I've missed that I really want to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out David's podcast. It's really good. I listen to it every week. Well, um, I've actually been on a couple episodes back when Destiny was first announced. And then a couple weeks ago, we did the episode of talking about toxic players in games. That was a real fun topic to talk about. Um, but yeah, so check him out. For us, find us at Facebook at the Valkyrie Cast. You can f- follow us on Twitter. Also, Valkyrie cast on Twitter. We've got an Instagram where I like to post pictures. Um, we do have a Gmail if you're feeling froggy and want to send us an email. The Gmail is actually ValkyriePodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, also, big help for us. Go to iTunes, and if you'll write us a review, it's super helpful for both of us. It makes it a lot easier for you guys to find us. And with names like Terminus and Valkyrie, We need all the help we can get for people to find our podcast. So uh, if you got a minute, go do that. And I read all the, all the reviews. I'm sure David reads all his and we would love some feedback. So yeah, that's it guys. Thanks for being with us this week. We'll see y'all next time. We are the Valkyrie cast.